Hey guys, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Sisters Spooked, the podcast where two sisters talk about all the creepy things. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a scary story, suggestions for an episode, or anything really, please email us at sisterspooked at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at sisters underscore spooked. And we also have a secret Facebook group, Sisters Spooked Secret Group. Our website is sisterspooked.com, where you'll be able to find our blog and much more. We're so excited to have you. It's time to get spooky. Sisters Spooked contains graphic and explicit content. We recommend to listen at your discretion, but we hope you stay for the show. Thanks for listening. Well, what what is your? Oh, that is loud. All right, so yeah, you know, I had an exam. I didn't study early enough for it, per usual, and I I didn't get as much I didn't get as much studying done as I wanted to the night before. So I tried to stay up all night to study. Oh my god! I kept falling asleep like every twenty thirty minutes, uh-huh. like, twenty thirty minute intervals, <laughs> and I got no studying done because of that. Ugh. But I also didn't get very much sleep because of that. So Jeez. I took the exam, and then my friends and I we ate, got lunch, and then and then we um I was watching. Oh, have you seen that they have that plastic surgery stuff on Netflix now? Uh, no. Okay, well, if you like watching stuff like botched plastic surgery or plastic surgery in general, there's a show on Netflix called Botched Stuff. Before we got on the call, I was recording the uh, recording Jesus editing the episode where you guys are all over here, and it is hilarious. I'm cracking up. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I I know. I'm sorry. I got distracted by your roommates. (laughs) Okay. Um. Okay. So basically, I was super tired. I had all of my clothes on my bed, so I was like, shit. So I went into Amy's room, and I locked the door with Mama in there, because I was like, well, CPM comes, like, we're not going to unlock the door and look in. So, just in case. Because I was yeah. alone. Yeah, so obviously. I was like, I'm going like, to take a nap. And and then, that was at 2 or 3 or something, and then at 6.30, oh, I know, a little bit before 3, at 6.30, a bitch wakes me up, and she's like, it's 6.30, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was like, I flung myself like to the side. I was like, what time is it? What time is it? Because <laughs> like, I have to work. I have to work in the morning. Uh, and I, I was, it was all dark outside. And I was like, oh my God, what time is it? And then, um, and it was like 6.30. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, wait, don't you, why aren't you working? Like, so she works in the mornings on Thursday. And I was like, oh, why aren't you working? Because she told me I could take her car to like go work at 8. And I was like, I thought, why, why aren't you working? And I was like, wait, is it a.m. or p.m.? <laughs> didn't even know it was 6.30 a.m. or if it was 6.30 p.m. Jeez. Yeah, I don't even feel refreshed at all. I, I feel, I feel it was taken away from me. Let's see. Oh, dang. That sucks. I just I feel like shit, man. I feel like shit. It's 24-7. Mm-hmm. 
because the weather has been so wonky, my allergies have been so bad. And knock on wood, I'm finally not sick. I haven't been sick for like three weeks now. So blessings to whatever being decided that I could not be sick anymore. (laughs) So can you guys have her in the apartment or? Uh, No. Oh. Not yet. Are you still trying to get the ESA? Yeah. So I called this place. Okay, so basically there's this place. They have... So basically they have a list of, like, therapists that they connect you with. And then they listen to you, listen to your case, and then they... Yeah, they connect you with that. They decide if you actually... If having one would actually benefit you. And then they actually write the letter. And then they also have free legal support. So if they... If your tent... If your apartment complex... If they have any questions about it they can call the legal support oh gotcha yeah do you have an appointment with them well no i called when i was with my other friend not with um amy and julianne so Mm -hmm. we haven't called with amy and julianne we were supposed to do it today but then i fell asleep i i texted them to see if they wanted to do it and uh, no one responded but i was so irritated because on this exam we had today we had two extra credit points yeah and it was countries we had enough countries yeah. And he was like, know like the top 30 most populous countries and know the top 30 like countries in the area. So I like studied the countries. Like, I mean, I knew most of them already, but like, I mean, I like spent like an okay amount of time like learning them. And then we get to the exam and he picks Argentina and China. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I already knew where those were before I even looked at any of them. I was so mad. Wow. What class is that? Why are you taking like a. It's not Earth? geography. It's not geography. It's zoo conservation. Oh, I was like about to yeah. say geometry. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> my brain Wrong is totally, subject. totally fried after today. Stephanie, what are you doing? I'm filing my nails. Can you hear Can you it? Not file your nails. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Let me live. This is some ASMR shit. Yes, it is. How much more do you have left to research? Uh, well, to give you an idea, <laughs> I have the name of the, the murdered, and I have the names of the murderers. Cool. Yeah, so it was destructive. <laughs> oh, Hide the dog. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Woo! That shit scared me. Oh, I don't want to take a chance. Oh, you the fuck up. The fuck up. Oh, you're really so messed up. You fell asleep. Oh, I almost fell asleep. Oh, you almost. Crazy. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh, this is one of the most effed up things. It's so bad. Yeah. So. This week's theme is... Yes, I can hear you. Okay. This week's theme is kids who kill. Yeah. These kids sure did. (laughs) Okay. So, this story is about the murder of James Patrick Bulger. Or Bulger, is his last name? So, James was born on March 16th, 1990. And it's from Kirkby, 
Merseyside, England. This takes place in England. The perpetrators were Robert Thompson and John Venables, and they were born August 23rd, 1982, and August 13th, 1982, respectively. James Patrick Boulder was murdered on February 12th, 1993, making James only two years old at the time, almost three, and making Robert and John both only ten. Jesus. So... They had skipped out on school all the time, and they played hooky regularly, and um, that's one of the reasons why people knew that they were, like, the two people who were in the um, CCTV that they found. But So basically, they were at a shopping center in in England, and they were basically just hunting out at the, at the shopping center. They were stealing random little toys and just random stuff at the mall they were just stealing it and and then they were pretty much i guess you could consider it hunting for little kids the whole day and they had tried to take another two-year-old before but the mom saw them tried to lure him and she stopped it but they i guess she didn't really report them or anything because then they they just they found james and basically what happened was that they were, James and his mother, they were in, they were, they were at a butcher's in the mall. I don't know. I guess that's, I don't know. I, they don't have that here, but they were, they were at a butcher shop in, in the mall. Maybe it was like an outdoor mall or something like that. And they, there's CCTV footage, CCTV footage of Robert and John taking the boy by hand. They, they were just both each holding one of his hands and they just walked him out of the mall. And obviously his his mom was busy, I guess, a split second looking for meat, I guess, at the butchers. So, so what? Oh, so these are 10-year-old kids walking this two-year-old child out. Yes. Oh, my God. So, I mean, the from what it seems, the kid wasn't, wasn't scared. He wasn't yeah stopping them or anything. But, I mean, he was two. What really could he do anyways? I mean, he was almost three, but, like, still. They then proceeded to take him on a 2.5 mile walk across Liverpool, which I guess is I guess gotta be near. And they they took him by a canal, and he was dropped on his head, and also had wounds and books on his face. And eventually, on the walk, he, like the the kid was crying, like James was crying, and there were they walked past 38 people on on their journey. But no one stopped them. I mean, um, it did say that like one person or one group of people did stop them, but they just told them that this was their brother and they were gonna take him to like go get medical help or something and take him home. Oh. So what are what are adults gonna do? Are they gonna be like, no, you're stealing this kid? They were ten. Jesus. So, so they lured him there to go on a two point five mile walk. I mean, and a two year old is like pretty small so yeah i guess they just dropped him on his head i'm pretty sure it's probably on purpose so eventually they got him to the railway where all of this happened and they began torturing him i mentioned earlier how they were stealing stuff from the mall so they used this stuff in aid of their torture they started by well i mean i don't necessarily know the order of these but these are just the different um violent acts that were that they did to his body so 
Um, yeah, he was already crying. So they used the things that they stole, including um, blue spray paint, which they just sprayed directly into his left eye. Oh. And that's, yeah, that's, so they, they used that and, like, tortured him that way. And they kicked him and stomped on him. They threw bricks at him. They threw rocks at him. And um, batteries were shoved into his mouth. What? Yeah, and he was actually, um, his entire bottom half was undressed. And they, police, police speculated when they found the body that um, batteries may have been inserted into his anus. Yeah, none were discovered there, or none were found there upon discovery of the body. But they did. They did speculate that. I'm not sure from what they speculated, but they 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 did have that speculation. They also like in a final act, they dropped a 22 pound iron bar on him. Yeah, and he sustained 10 skull fractures from this. And um, according to a specialist, he sustained 42 injuries in total, and that it was so many that they didn't even know which was the killing blow. Like he could have, he could have died from any of those injuries that they inflicted onto his body. So they put his body on the on the on the train tracks because they were by train and or they were by train they were by railroad. Yeah. And they weighed his head down with gravel in hopes that like he would be hit by a train, make it look like an accident. And a train did come, and it cut his body in half and severed. The severed body parts were found two days later. And, I mean, these boys were 10, so I don't think they realized that forensics people could tell when a body has been dead, how long it's been dead. So they knew, yeah, they knew that the body had been dead before that it got, before it got hit by the train. Yeah. So that's when they were like, okay, well, this, like, this was obviously a murder if, if it didn't die from the train. And, I mean, it wasn't like his whole body was mutilated. Like, they were still able to see... All of the wounds on his um, skull, all of the wounds on his legs. So, yeah, so there's that. And then the it was suspected that the crime might have had some kind of sexual intent to it because he was naked from the waist down. They also found that his foreskin had been forcefully retracted, but um, the boys refused to give any details, and they also denied putting the batteries in his anus, and they always denied that there was any kind of sexual element to the murder. But then later, one of the one of the um, perpetrators, they went to jail again for having pictures of child abuse and child pornography on his computer. So I think there's probably a good chance that it was somewhat inherently sexual what they were doing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's about it for the actual like physical act of the murder. So then there's there's the the arrest. So yeah, like I said, they they looked at the CCTV and they found the clip of the two kids taking the younger kid away and then someone identified one of the kids and then they they knew from there that it was both of them because they typically did skip school together. Oh. So they they knew at that time that it had been both of them, and yeah. there are there are pictures of their mug shots on here that we're gonna post. But um, yeah. So this is pretty messed up. Um, 
Yeah. So um, the uh, the breakthrough came when um, a woman saw slightly enhanced images of them on national TV and recognized um, one of the boys. And like like I said, she knew that they played hooky with mm-hmm. um, the other one. So she contacted the police, and that's how they were arrested. Except they had they had never really seen a case where the perpetrators were so young, so they were kind of they were, they didn't oh oh I also forgot to mention earlier that initially they confessed or one of the boys confessed that they weren't even looking to like torture the child or anything they were just looking to push it in front of oncoming traffic after they abducted what it. yeah but then okay yeah. that makes it <laughs> any better what the fuck yeah so instead of pushing him in front of onco- oncoming traffic they decided to torture and murder him and then put him on train tracks yeah so they they went through a lot of trials and there's a lot of dates and stuff you know one of our other podcasts we tried saying all those days i don't really think the dates are are really pertinent but this all happened relatively it happened faster than some of the other cases i've seen and um because they had they had proof that they they stole him so they had footage and then a lot of what they used in the legal the legal accounts they they interviewed them separately and they used a lot of what they said on tapes apart for um, the trial and there there was there was just so much there there was so much evidence they they had forensic tests that confirmed that um the the boys both had the same blue paint on their clothing that they found on um the boy and they both had blood on their shoes and the blood on one of the boy's shoes matched the the victim and the pattern of bruising on the victim's cheek matched the upper part of the shoe worn by one of the kids and um oh a paint mark in the toe cap of one of the other boys shoes indicated that he must have kicked him really hard i mean for the paint to have rubbed off on his shoe like uh, yeah, yeah, and then it said that Thompson, one of the perpetrators, he he was said to have asked the police whether they had taken the boy to the hospital to get him alive again. Oh, yeah, I don't know, like I don't know if that was some kind of act or what, but I mean, I feel like uh, I obviously don't know because I don't have kids, but I feel like at age 10 you should know oh yeah I'm the difference between right and wrong no, okay cool I'm gonna get to that. so they yeah so they were charged with the murder and they, they were charged with the murder eight days after it happened wow do yeah. you know if they were tried as adults or were they tried as minors they okay so they i think they were they were it's not like our system here so they i don't know if it's necessarily considered trying them as kids or trying them as adults but they were given minimum of eight to ten years and so i'm 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 gonna get to that so okay the i mean they were they were sentenced to be detained indefinitely but they i mean they were out on parole because in well, what year was it? 
1999 when they had turned when they had turned 18 i think it was or they they were like 17 or 18 mm-hmm. they um they're they appealed to court basically they, it was conducted as an adult trial so. yeah because it, it was there were people later who were mad about this because they were like well they should have been tried as kids or they shouldn't have had their whole life taken away from them they should have had a collective but then the psychologists or whatever they were like well we did analyses on them or whatever we analyzed them and we we know that they knew what was right and wrong so they did this with malicious intent so i mean if they didn't try them as adults and then like i said one of the one of the perpetrators he so they both got put on parole at some point in their time. So mm-hmm. they were put on parole, and if they they had to abide by certain certain rules for their parole, they weren't allowed to visit where they where the murder happened. They weren't allowed to see the victim's family. They weren't allowed to interact with each other. And if they broke any of these, then they were gonna be arrested again. But and this was an indefinite parole. Like they would they would be on this parole forever. Mm-hmm. So one of the one of the perpetrators did end up going. He broke his parole twice because they he broke his parole by going back to the place where it happened, and he also after that he got put back on parole again, and he got arrested for having um, child pornography and child abuse on his computer, and he was actually he actually had a girlfriend for a while who had a five year old kid. But he said he never met the kid. But they, I mean, that's a little suspicious. He they found child porn and stuff on his computer, and then his girlfriend also had a five year old kid. So it was like, uh. but they, they the thing that's like kind of scary about this is they they there were like a lot there was a lot of vigilante like vigilantes out there trying to make them and their parents like be responsible for what had happened. And so they they had to put the parents in what is it called uh, like a protection program. Oh, they changed their names. They they moved them to a different part of the country. They they gave them fake passports, all this stuff, and like put them into witness protection. And then when the when the kids got out of prison and when they were put on parole, they also had the same thing where they where they yeah. got their identities because people were still. Of course, they were like still enraged, and people were still out there trying to do vigilantes and trying to make them pay in their own way. So, so I guess, like in a way, I think it would be good for the public to know who they are and that they're dangerous. They have a history of being dangerous. Because that girl, for example, if she didn't know who he was because they put him under witness protection program, say had they had gotten close and she had like left her kid with him, who knows what he would have done? Yeah, that's. Oh, it's not okay. Like, yeah, it's protecting them, but also you gotta think about other things like that. Um, both of them were said to have suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder after they would consistently have nightmares and. I wonder why. Yeah. So they also said one of them, one of the perpetrators, also said that after his court appearances, he would strip his clothes off. And saying, I can smell James the baby smell. Oh. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't know. There's so many weird things about this. I mean, I don't know if this is, this is kind of all jumping around and stuff, but it's, 
Yeah, it's pretty messed up. They they also found that there was brain damage. The brain damage was extensive, and the boy also hemorrhaged. They brought all of this up at court. They were still trying to plead innocent. They didn't plead guilty initially. They literally had footage of you taking him. How could you not plead guilty? I mean, they didn't plead guilty. No. Not at first, at least. Yeah. So, the judge recommended a minimum of eight years. Chief Justice recommended that they should serve a minimum of ten years, which made them eligible for release in 2003 at the age of 20. So, there there was a newspaper that handed a petition with nearly 20 or 280,000 signatures to increase the time spent in custody. The campaign was successful, and in 1994, he announced that they would keep them in custody for a minimum of 15 years. Yeah. So that means they wouldn't be considered for release until 2008, by which they would be 25 years old. Yeah. So, so are they um, <laughs> Well, like I said, one of them got out on parole, or they, they paroled them out, and one of them went two more times after that, but I don't... I didn't see, like, if they were where they are right now, as of today. Ooh, there's actually a short film that was uh, nominated for Best Live Action Short Film at the 91st Academy Awards. They didn't ask the victim's mother before they filmed it. Oh. Wow. That's really inconsiderate. I would say so. Yeah, so in 2013, Venables, uh, John Venables, he was uh, put on parole, and then he broke that parole and went again in 2017. Yeah, I don't... Uh, the, the most recent update on him is that on February 7th, 2018, he pleaded guilty to possession of indecent images of children for a second time, and he pleaded guilty via a video link to three charges of making... Of making indecent images of children and one possessing a pedophile manual. Mm. He admitted, he admitted being in possession of 392 category A, 148 category B, and 630 category C child pornography images. He was sentenced to three years and four months in prison. So he should still be in prison then. Yeah. Yeah. And the parole board will decide whether to release him at the end of the sentence. So yeah, he's, he should still be in jail. I don't know. It only ever talked about him. I wonder, like, I mean, I guess the other one, when he got out, he just didn't do anything bad after that. He yeah. he, he, he must have stuck to his parole and not... Because they only have what the Nables did. They didn't have what, um... Was it Thomas? Yeah, or Thompson. They didn't have what Thompson did after that. So he must have just done his own thing after that. Yeah. But they they were... The psychiatrists, remember? They, they were, like... Thompson is like one of the most twisted kids that we've ever met. They were like he showed no remorse, even though they knew like what was right and wrong. So also another interesting thing, um, let me find it again. Is it was claimed that the attack was inspired by Child's Play three, and um, during investigation they found out that uh, Child's Play three was actually one of the films that. Um, John Venable's father had rented in the months prior to the killing. 
But, um, I mean, they didn't know if Enables ever watched it, but one of the scenes shows um, Chucky being splashed with blue paint during the paintball game. So that's pretty, that's a pretty big coincidence if if it wasn't inspired by that. But they also um, went through around 200 other titles rented by the Enables family. And there were some that were like pretty, this, the movies were pretty violent. I mean, th- there wasn't anything that, there was like no scene or plot or dialogue where you could put your finger on the freeze button and say that influenced the boy to go out and commit murder. That's what they yeah. said. Um, they said if you're going to link this murder to a film, you might as well link it to the railway children or the criminal, um, I don't know, yeah, this end quotes. So it's basically saying like it could have been inspired by anything. So you don't know that it's necessarily inspired by the Chucky incident or if it could be inspired by like different things. I mean, it does seem kind of that that it might yeah. be a little inspired by that though. A lot inspired by that. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. So I think that's just about it for this for mine. Yeah, I mean that was super fucked up. <laughs> So cool. Um, yeah. Well, my case is not as bad as yours, but it's still pretty fucked up. Rachel? Yep. Are you back? Yep. Okay. Cool. Sorry, I had to refill my Brita. That's good. You know, one of the most tasty things ever is. Kimchi fried rice. Oh, it's so good. Okay. I'm going to Okay. My phone is at 16%, so hopefully we can get through this pretty fast, otherwise my phone's gonna die. <laughs> can you not plug it in somewhere you're sitting? I can't plug it in because I have an iPhone 10. And my <laughs> okay, well, we'll, we'll wing it. Alright, so my case is called The Bathtub Girls, and this happened in 2003. January 18th, 2003, so start me up right. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to make sure, because I'm not sitting super close to the microphone, but I want to make sure you can actually hear what I'm saying. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Alright, so Linda Anderson was the mother to two girls, Sarah and Elizabeth, and she also had a son. Linda was a single parent who depended on alcohol to get through the day. She also, I know. (laughs) She also suffered from severe depression. At the time of her death, Linda was working two jobs to support her family to make sure she was able to provide the basic needs. Alright. So Linda's girl. I think I, I think I watched a movie based on this or something. There was a movie made about this, and it was called Perfect Sisters. Yep, yep, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> with that's with uh, Annabelle, Anna, Abigail Breslin. Yep. Yeah, I watched yep. that. That's so funny. See, I had heard of the case before, but I have not watched the movie. Yeah, I watched. I watched it. Okay. It's pretty well, I'm sure, it was pretty fucked up. So. Because the story is pretty fucked up. Okay, so the girls were 
young enough to where Canada decided they should protect their identities. So these are actually not any of these people's names. Like the mom's name is not Linda and the girls' names are not Sandra and Beth in real life. They have completely different names, gave them new identities and basically let them start their lives over. (laughs) So Linda's girls, Sandra, 16, and Beth, 15, grew tired of their mother not providing them with luxurious items such oh, as... wait, Stephanie, I asked you if you wanted me to, to do the 17-year-old one or the 10-year-old one. They're closer to the 17-year-old one. I thought you said these were girls, little okay. girls. Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's The theme is kids who kill, so as long as it's a kid who kills, mm. it's a description. <laughs> okay. Um... I'll just start that over because I can't remember what I said. Linda's girls, <laughs> Linda's girls, Sandra 16 and Beth 15, grew tired of their mother not providing them with lux- luxurious items such as having a swimming pool and new clothes when fashion, tra- when, fas- <laughs> when fashion trends changed, like their friend's parents did. They thought she was wasting her money on alcohol, and they grew more and more unhappy as the days passed. Sandra and Beth decided they were fed up with their mother's behavior and started to search the internet for ways to kill her. The girls were under the impression that after they killed their mom, they would be entitled to insurance money. They concluded the money would be spent by bringing their friends on a trip to Europe and purchasing a larger home with a backyard filled with marijuana. (laughs) Uh, But same. That's a wild dream. (laughs) I would like to party in Europe and own a large farm. A large (laughs) farm. Oh my god. (laughs) Anyway, uh, as Sandra and Beth formed a murder plan, they confided in three of their closest friends who encouraged and laughed at the idea of them murdering Linda. Yeah, because, you know, if my friends are like, you know, I want to kill my mom, I just want to be like, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, do it. Right? You almost compared us to these people. What? When? <laughs> I, oh, I thought that's it. Never mind. No, I was, I was thinking like, us. <laughs> no, I was saying, I was saying I wouldn't tell one of my friends to do it. Oh, gotcha. Like, if one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to kill my mom, I wouldn't be like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm totally down for that. I'd be like, uh, yeah, okay, so what's your address? I'm going to call the cops and report you. Great. All right. So as Sandra and Beth formed a murder plan, oh, I just said that, uh, the sisters decided to murder Linda by drowning her because they thought it would be fast and unspectacular. So on Saturday, January 18th of 2003, Sandra and Beth acted out their plan. They started giving their mother liquor, and they thought by making Linda inebriated, she wouldn't be able to fight back when they tried to kill her. The sisters also gave their mother six Tylenol-3 tablets so her heartbeat would slow down. Sandra and Beth... Yeah. (laughs) Sandra and Beth sat back and waited for the the drug concoction to start working. While they were waiting, they talked to their friends online to let them know that they were going through with their plans. One of their friends responded and said, Well, good luck. Wear gloves. 
my god. <laughs> okay. And this was back before cell phones. Oh yeah, when were what big. when is hey, when is this taking place? You didn't say when it was. Yeah, I did. Saturday, January eighteenth, two thousand three. Oh, two thousand three? Okay. Yeah. So I was in junior high. I was five. <laughs> Wait. Oh yeah, that sense. No. Oh, yeah. I guess you would have been in sixth grade. I was. So I remember I was a year younger than everyone. So in two thousand three, I started high school in two thousand four, two thousand five. So in two thousand three, I was in eighth. Wait, I thought you graduated high school in two thousand nine. You started in two thousand five then. Yeah, two oh four oh five oh five oh six oh six oh seven oh yeah yeah no 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 you're 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 oh five oh six so I was in eighth grade no seventh grade yeah yeah like I said yep you're right you're right all right so Sandra and Beth filled their tub with water and took Linda to the bathroom she had trouble getting in to the tub due to a concussion concussion Oh my god. Did you hear how I just was trying to say that word? Oh my god. I'm so tired. Okay. You can do it. She had, yeah. She had trouble getting into the tub due to the concoction of pills and alcohol she had been given by her children. Sandra and Beth put gloves, put gloves on to give their mother a massage. Sandra, who, yeah, she was the older one. She, By a year. Yeah. She then instructed her mom to lie on her stomach so she could massage her back. And when in Linda, the tub? Yeah. How stupid! How stupid you got to be to actually do that? Oh yeah, we didn't lay face down in a tub. Well, she was so loopy, she probably didn't even think twice about it. She was probably like, yeah, you know. So, um, when Linda turned around, Sandra pushed her mother's head down and did not let her go for four minutes until she felt no movement. The under, oh, yeah, I read that out of turn, but she was underwater for four minutes and there was no chance of reviving her. So, after the murder, (laughs) Sandra and Beth met their friends at a nearby restaurant where they celebrated the victory. I genuinely, like, I can't believe that the only thing that mom was doing was just not providing luxury items. Like, I seriously can't yeah. believe, I, I can't believe that. I feel like there had to have been more going on. Yeah, I mean, luckily, though, our mom was never an alcoholic, so maybe she was, I don't think she would be have been beating them, but I'm sure she wasn't giving them enough attention and blah, 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 so on and so yeah. forth, you know what I mean? So, after they returned home from celebrating with their friends, they called 911 hysterical, saying they found their mother in the bathtub dead. The 911 operator told Sandra and Beth to take their mother out of the tub and she would walk them through CPR until an ambulance could arrive. The sisters refused to listen and became hysterical over the phone, saying Linda could not be resuscitated. When the police arrived on the scene, they believed Sandra and Beth's story. Well, yeah, I mean, why would Yeah, why, why wouldn't they? They wouldn't have any other reason not to, so. 
Until they probably found their search history and their messages oh, and their friends. Oh, wait. It doesn't go, like, too in, into detail, but there are some things I was able to find. It was so hard finding stuff on this, especially after the movie was made, because everything was like, oh, the movie, the movie, and I'm like, no, yeah. just me, like, the actual case. And I tried to find stuff about their brother, and I could not find anything on the brother. I I Google searched so many different keywords to try to find something, and I could not, so sad about it. But... Okay. I I do I do remember in the movie like I'm pretty sure the mom was like freaking dying over it and like he was like not nice or whatever. I actually can't remember. I watched it like quite quite a while ago. But I mean I'm not saying that that's like the true form of the sense. Obviously it's a movie, but I do wonder if it was something similar to that. But like I don't know. Oh, my apartment is so dry. I need to turn my hair Okay. So after an autopsy. The cause of death was determined to be drowning. Linda's alcohol level was around 400 MGS percentages, which alcohol.org categorized as breathing slowed, shallowed, or stopped. This can also lead to coma or death. Oh she also wait, 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 wait. What's the, what's the blood, wait. Does that convert to a blood alcohol level? Like I, no, I couldn't. I probably wasn't searching the right thing, but I couldn't find what it translated to. I just found the symptoms of what happens when your oh. alcohol level is at that percentage. Wait, did you say 400 M- MST? And, no, 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 MGS. <laughs> oh, MG. I was like, MST. I was doing a word for just a second. Uh, was just walking around upstairs and scared the shit out of me. I always get so creeped out when we're talking about this, and Juan isn't here. Oh, why isn't he there? He's just working late tonight. Uh, there were people coming in to do present cleaning. Can you find it or no? Uh, no. Well, oh. she... 20, 20 to 50 represents mild intoxication, while yeah, 300 to 400 can cause unconsciousness, delirium, and death. Yeah. She was at 400. Holy shit, how did they even give her that much alcohol? <laughs> she had to have had just a fuckload in the house. Jeez. Or the girls got it from someone, but... Unless no, but, like, what I'm saying is, like, how how the hell do they even, like, how do they even, oh, no. This says four, oh, that's not percent, though. This said, this said 400 to 500 is 0. 0.4 to 0. 0.5, and I was like, no way. Yeah, you hell no. Literally, <laughs> like, no, that's impossible. Yeah. All right, that's well. That's number. Including the 400 MSG percentage, MGS is not MSG thesis. This is the food we're talking about. Um, she also showed drugs in her system, including codeine, codeine and acetaminophen. So, needless to say, Linda was real fucked up. And she was ready for a party. Um, 
Sandra and Beth were arrested on January 21st, 2000. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that actually does convert to that. Really? 100 is 0.4 blood alcohol level. Well, I'm wondering if it had to be in conjunction with the codeine and the Tylenol that they gave her, because... Yeah, it might have. If it's that low, there's no way. That's, like, I didn't even know that was even possible. Well, because .08 is... The driving limit, yeah, the legal limit for driving. This is .4. Yeah, so I mean, she was definitely forty percent uh, of the liquid in her blood was alcohol. <laughs> yeah, damn, they got her fucked up real good. Wow, well, try to be a little more sensitive about it, Stephanie. Sorry, I'll fuck Gosh. up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Sandra and Beth were arrested on January twenty first, two thousand four, over a year later. Linda's death was considered to be an accident until a friend of the sisters went to the police and heard and said they heard Sandra and Beth talking and bragging about how they had killed their mother and got away with it. After he came forward, the police wired him and sent him in undercover to catch the sisters' confession again. The police found 14,000 hits on the girls' computer hard drive with with keywords such as drowning, codeine, and bathtub. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, don't look at my search history. Don't at me, FBI agent, because y'all can see that we're making a podcast. (laughs) Sandra and Beth were each recorded describing their role in their mother's death. Both sisters were tried and sentenced to 10 years in prison. Sandra was released in 2009 and Beth in 2010. They were separated in jail due to their age and were devastated that they could not have any communication while in jail. Should have thought about that before you murdered your mother. (laughs) Um, So the sister's father unsuccessfully attempted to have Beth released earlier so she could complete her sentence under house arrest in their home. I'm assuming in his home. Oh. Um, Because Sandra and Beth were both under 18 years old at the time of the the murder. Their identities were protected under Canadian law. Sandra, after they were released from jail, Sandra was accepted at the University of Waterloo and was also awarded a $2,000 scholarship. Beth moved to Ottawa in Canada with the intention of applying to university. And currently, the girls are 31 and 32. I did read one of them was working at a law firm now. Well, shit. Yeah. They were I, like, I know. I tried so desperately to find their real names, but I could not, unfortunately. Well, if they didn't release them, I don't know why you think you would be this, this I know. investigating queen. You know, I really just wanted to be the one who cracked the code, but, you know. Why Why would you be able to do that? I don't know. Don't ask questions. <laughs> okay. Wait, so, so how long, wait, how long was her sentence? It was 10 years. I didn't see what year they were, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, one was released in 2009 and one was released in 2010, so... Why was they, one held longer than the other? 
I couldn't really find it, and it didn't really say. It was I again. I tried to search that too, but everything for the movie kept popping up, and I wasn't sure how accurate the movie portrayal of the actual case was. So I didn't want to like get the case and the movie mixed up. Yeah. Okay. Um, so something else interesting that I found in a Canadian press article is one of the girl's boyfriends um, actually assisted the girls in getting Linda the ty- Tylenol-3 tablets. Um, the police discovered chat logs that said, uh, this is the boy, your mom gets Tylenol-3s, right? And the one sister said, probably. And he said, seriously, you should include them in the game plan. And they said, or, and then he also said, I'm not talking like 20 here. I mean like five. And then he also said, I'm involved this much. I'm willing to help you out in any way. Or, I'm sorry. I'm willing to help you out with any of it. And he agreed to help the sisters come up with an alibi after the murder. And he also suggested that, he also suggested ways they could mislead the police, like purchasing movie tickets for an hour before the murder took place, just to create a paper trail. And Wait, did he, did he serve any jail time? Well, yeah, I'm getting to it. Oh, okay. So, his identity was also concealed because he was not 18 yet, but during his trial, he stated his comments were not meant to be taken seriously. And he was found guilty of conspiracy to commit murder and was given eighteen uh, given an eighteen month prison sentence. Talk shit. Get in prison. <laughs> Pretty much. So I mean this case is just super fucked up and even the uh, at fifteen and sixteen you know well and better enough to not murder people. Uh yeah. So I think 10 years was a light sentence, and they it, they didn't even serve the full time. Because, I mean, 10 years would have put them getting out at 20. I think they went to jail in tw- uh, 2004, and they got out in 2008 and 2009, or 2009, oh, 2010. What? Dang. Yeah. So, <sighs> I call bullshit. And if you murder someone, you should rot in jail for the rest of your life, unless it's self-defense. Unless it's truly self-defense. Yeah. Not just, like, the people in Florida, because there's that law where if they're on your property, you can shoot no matter what. Yeah, exactly. It's like, shoot when you need to. (laughs) Yeah, that's my case. That's crazy. I can't believe, it's funny, because the... The, like torture and murder of the boy or mine, the two kids, their identity was not withheld. And I think it's funny that like that they were ten and and they were considered to be old enough to know what was right and wrong, so their identities weren't held. But then the girls were fifteen and sixteen, and they for sure know that that's not right. But yeah. their identities were held. I mean, it is in Canada, so. I mean, everyone is nice in Canada, so... Okay, well, that's not stereotype. 
They all crack down when they need to crack down. Yeah. You know, some of the cases that I've heard from Canadian crimes are like the most fucked up cases I've heard. Oh wow. And I'm like, okay. Everyone in Canada is supposed to be so nice and obviously this is not nice. Yeah. So but I do have a cute new uh like good news story. I think I'm gonna do that now. What? Tell a good news story at the end. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. Go for it. It's very quick. Alright. Let me make sure I'm saying the right thing. Okay. So, I saw this article when I was scrolling through my news in my Apple. Uh, my Apple news? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I don't know. I don't look at the news like I should. Oh. Well, anyway, I mean, it's not, like, very important news, but I thought it was cute and hilarious. So, um, you know the show Peppa Pig? Yeah. Well, apparently, children in the U.S. are developing British accents after watching Peppa Pig. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sam, Sam and Charlie do that. They, like, fake British accents because I don't know, I don't know what they're watching, but they fake British accents and it's so annoying. They're probably watching Peppa Pig. For sure. So annoying. They do it on purpose. Like, they do it to be annoying. They don't do it, like, they don't actually develop a British accent. They do it to be annoying. Uh, well, I mean, they are young, so they're gonna do whatever they can to annoy the hell out of you. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, my phone was safe again. No, it's okay. That was all I had. You want to say it? Oh, right. Thanks for getting spooky with us. Alrighty. See you guys next week. I'm going to knock out right now. Okay. Bye. I'm so tired. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.